Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9 and meet me at verse 27. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. And we're going to read through verse 31. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open and Jesus sternly warned them saying, see that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they had spread the news about him in all the country. I have a word in my heart for you this morning, and I'm a little nervous. I'm always a little nervous when I preach because the enormity and the weight that the word of God carries and the people that have released their faith to receive from God, I don't take that lightly. I don't uh, minimize that. I don't devalue that. That's a big deal. And so I'm always a little nervous, but this morning I'm a little more nervous because I believe I have a prophetic word from God for you this morning. I don't know exactly who I'm talking to, but the Lord revealed something to me in this passage that I want to share with you you. Before we jump and dive into that passage, there was a wealthy couple, and this wealthy couple, uh, it was the husband's birthday, and um, he was excited about his birthday. He was turning 60, and uh, he told his wife, I want something that goes from zero to 200, and so he kept showing her pictures of things that go from zero to 200. That's what I want on my birthday. It's got to go from zero to 200, in less than six seconds. That's what I want. Zero to 200 in less than six seconds. And he kept giving her ideas of what it is that he wanted. And so his birthday came. He got really excited. He ran to the garage and there was nothing in the garage. But his wife gave him a gift. He's like, I want something that goes from zero to 200 in six seconds. And uh, he opened up the gift and he looked in his hand, and his wife had bought him a scale. <laughs> Zero to 200 in six seconds. Some of y'all will get this later. Jesus has come home in this passage. And what a long day. What a busy day he had this day. Uh, as soon as he gets home, there was a paralytic that needed healing. And that this paralytic not only received healing, but he also received forgiveness of his sins. And then thereafter, he recruited Matthew, a disciple, to follow him. Then he began to preach on fasting. Wonderful message, powerful message on fasting. This is all in Matthew chapter 9. I encourage you to read it. Then a, a, a daughter, a, a young girl, has been sick, and she actually died and the dad wanted Jesus to come to the house to heal her. But when he got there, she had died. But not before he healed a woman who had issues of blood, female issues. He raised the little girl from the dead. They ridiculed him. But he raised her from the dead. And at this point, he leaves that house 
And he's walking. What a busy day this was for Jesus. And he's walking down the road. And all of a sudden, two blind men hear him. And they, 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 they were told that Jesus is walking. And as Jesus is walking, they begin to shout out. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, imagine for a moment being blind. I mean, just just imagine for a moment. Everything that you do normally, you can't do anymore. Walking is no longer normal to you. Eating is no longer normal to you. Everything and anything you do right now is not normal to you. And there is a lot of empathy for the blind. I mean, think about it. When I was a kid and if someone had, you know, they they could barely see and they had the real thick glasses, you know, people would make fun of them, like, oh, look at four eyes and all this and that. But if they was really blind, we weren't going to make fun of them. A lot of empathy for the blind. I think there's a lot of empathy for the blind because I think we can relate to, wow, if I don't have my sight, All these things I'm unable to accomplish. And so Jesus is walking. The blind are there calling his name. And have you ever wondered what or how did the blind men know that Jesus was walking by? I mean, they obviously couldn't see him. They were blind. But scripture says they were following him. So they're blind, they're following him with no sight. How were they able to follow him and they couldn't see him? Well, I believe it's because they could hear him. They could hear him. And we find out in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh... And manifested himself among us. What the blind men were able to follow was the word. And how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. They were able to hear the word. And they begin to follow the word that they heard. I'm working on something. And so Jesus is walking, and they're, they're hearing the word. They're hearing the word. They're hearing the word, and they're crying out, Son of David, Son of David, has, have mercy on us. And they're hearing the word, and they're hearing the word, and they're hearing the word. Have you noticed that all of the promises that God has ever given you cannot be seen? They have to first be heard before they are seen? For we walk by faith and not by We have to hear the word before we see the word. We have to hear the word and follow the word before we see the word. But here's the ironic thing. Jesus is still walking. They're shouting, 
Son of David, son of David. I'm reminded of Carrie in worship room, which kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, over and over. They're shouting, Jesus, son of David, Jesus, Jesus. And he keeps walking. But why wouldn't he have pity on the blind men? I mean, he can do something about this. But he keeps walking. And guess what they keep doing? They keep following. They keep following. So there's some consistency. They're being constant. They are pursuing. They're seeking and pursuing because they have a desire. And what is their desire? To see. Their desire is to see. Now, they had a desire to see with their physical eyes. Do we, do you have a desire to see with your spiritual eyes? He's walking. They're following. They're right behind him. They hear the word and they're following. But he never stops. He keeps walking. And as he is walking and pursuing they could have got a little discouraged along the way. They could have got a little frustrated along the way. You know, the proof of desire is pursuit. The proof of desire is pursuit. They desire to see, so they pursued him. Uh, there's one particular time, uh, many of you know my story. For those who don't, I'll, I'll tell my story. I moved to Charlotte. Uh, I worked at a bakery for a little bit, got hired at a Fortune 500 company, entry-level job. On this entry-level job, I actually got promoted within one year, which was against the company rules, but the favor of God was on me, got promoted within one year, doubled my salary. Then there was another job that came up a couple of years later, and um, I didn't realize that they, this other position was making double than what I was making now, and a man came to me. I'll never forget this. man came to me. Uh, he says he watches. His name is Larry. Larry came to me. He says, man, you'll do well at this other position. Why don't you go for that position? He said, did you know they make this, that kind of money? I was like, whoa, I didn't know they made that kind of money. And uh, he said, you know, um, why, don't you, why don't you go for that position? I said, yeah, when it opens up, I'm going to go for it. He goes, you have a desire, you know, to, to, to do that? I said, I do. I think I could do a good job at it. And he said, why don't you go for it? I said, I'll go for it. And then he said something to me. That, that stuck with me. He said, I don't see you pursuing it. He said, you say you have a desire, but you're not pursuing it. I said, well, okay. He walked off. I got to thinking, how in the world am I going to pursue this? And then hit me. After you get off work, go over to that department and start meeting the people that work in that department. Start finding out what they're doing. Start talking to them about what they're doing. Start showing your face around there. Show them that you are pursuing this. If it ever, I told the manager there, I didn't know the person well, but if, if a job ever come up, I'm interested in this job. Somebody say pursue. pursue. But see, pursuit is the, is the proof of desire. People all the time say they have a desire, but they don't have 
the pursuit, and pursuit simply means to go after with the intent to capture it. My intent is to get a hold of that, and I can't do without it. I'll not live another day without it. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to follow. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be constant. And I am after Jesus. That is my pursuit. Remind me, and I'll tell you the rest of that story, what happened there. Jeannie, you have to remind me to tell you the rest of that story. And so they're following, and Jesus is walking. He's not giving them a time or day. He's walking, but they're still pursuing, and they're hollering, and they're crying. And they're screaming, and he's walking towards, he's walking and they're following. He's walking and they're following. They could have got discouraged along the way. They, they, they could have got tired, fatigue. I'm just tired, right? Why is he ignoring me? I thought it was the will of God for him to heal me. I thought it was the will of God for me to be prosperous. I thought it was the will of God for me to have answers. I thought it was the will of God for my kids to be healthy. I thought it was the will of God for condemnation and shame to be eradicated from my life. I thought it was the will of God for me to increase. I thought it was the will of God, but I'm pursuing and I'm going after and I'm following and Jesus keeps walking away. Are you discouraged? Are you not satisfied with where you are today? Did you think that you should be further along than where you are? Are you unsatisfied? They, they also could have experienced frustration. Frustrated. I mean, I thought that this would work. I mean, I thought that Jesus was the man that I heard about. I I thought that he would come through for me. I thought that I would receive my sight. They could have got discouraged along the way. They could have forgot the promise. They got a promise from God. Hey, this man, Jesus is healing everybody. And it doesn't look like he wants to heal me because I keep following him. He won't stop. He keeps moving. Could have said, I forget this promise. I'm done. There's power in pursuit. There is power in consistency. Many years ago, many, many years ago, those of you who've been with me a long time, don't try to figure out who it is because you won't figure out who it is. But many years ago. There was a couple that came to our church. It just came out, they came out the blue and they came and they told me, they said, my, uh, you know, the, the wife had been diagnosed with cancer and we, we need to, we need to, uh, we, we, we've got to believe God for healing in her body. I mean, we, we know you believe in healing and, and, and we, we want healing to occur in her body. I said, well, where were y'all going to church before? We weren't going to church. Okay. But we're born again, saved, baptized, and Holy Ghost, spirit-filled believers. Where are you going to church? We, we weren't going anywhere to church. Okay, okay. So they came, and uh, there was one particular service. I laid hands on the woman, and she fell out, and people around her, and I mean, and, and she, I receive, and she was out, and, and we were praying, and believe God, there was a move of God that happened up right in this altar right here. She goes back to the doctor to, to see if she still has the cancer. Doctor said, yes, you still have the cancer. We never saw them again. 
there's no pursuit. There's no consistency. God's not a magician that just does whatever you want him to do. Matter of fact, if God would have that moment, if she would have received her healing at that moment, it would have been detrimental to her faith and not encouraging. Are you willing to pursue? Are you willing to follow? Are you willing to continue despite fatigue, despite uh, emotional issues, despite frustration, despite all these other things that come up? Are you willing to continue to go forward and follow Jesus knowing that I've got a word from God and that word shall come to pass? I will not quit until that word comes to pass. Hallelujah. Many years ago, I had got real sick in my body. The Lord spoke a word to me. I had to remind a couple of this. Um, the Lord told me to call a couple this week and, and tell them this word the Lord spoke to me. I got real sick. I was like, Lord, what's taking so long to receive my healing? I mean, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I know what to do. What's taking so long? And he spoke to me in a vision. I saw the Lord and he spoke to me and he said, my people don't prepare for long battles. He said, teach my people to prepare for long battles. We want it quick. We want it easy. We want it now. I mean, the microwave is moving too slow. We want it now. But if we're going to be like the two blind men, we're going to have to follow Jesus. We're going to have to follow him even when it feels like he's not talking to you. I ain't heard from God in, in so long. Follow Jesus. I, I, I feel so far away from the Lord. Follow Jesus. I feel like that no one loves me and he doesn't love me anymore. Follow Jesus. You have to get that word in your heart and just say, you know what? I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm not moved by how I see. I don't care what's taking so long. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to get from him what he's already prepared for me. Amen. Somebody shout amen. amen. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. You going to help me out here, brother? Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Come on, somebody say, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And so, as he, these men were following Jesus, Jesus arrives at his house. But these men are so disrespectful, they don't even knock on the door. Sometimes you just, you, you just got to cut all, uh, you know, those whatever seems normal and natural. Let me be so, let me knock, knock, knock. Would he answer the door? They don't even do that. Jesus walk in the house and read some translations. They followed him right on in the house. <laughs> followed him right on in the house. Now, this is interesting to me because some of you are thinking, wait a minute, Jesus had a house? I thought he was homeless. Jesus was not homeless. <laughs> say, say, say this out to me. Jesus was not homeless. Jesus was not homeless. I don't care what Pookie and Ray Ray say. I don't care what a famous preacher say. I don't care what kind of book you read say. 
Jesus was not homeless. Matter of fact, he had a, he had a beach house. He had a beach house. Some of you look at me like, is that true? I, I don't know if I should take the time to show you, but he had a beach house. Jesus lived in a house. What makes you think that the Son of God is going to come down here and be homeless while you live your, your big tail up in the house and he live on the street somewhere? That ain't finna happen. Jesus had a house, so he walked in his house. And they followed him in the house. And when they got in the house, Jesus finally stopped. It's something about being in the Lord's house. Woo, they were literally in the Lord's house. And he turned around and spoke to him. Is it possible that you got to be in the Lord's house to hear from the Lord? Is it possible that you haven't received what you haven't received before because you haven't been consistently, constantly in the Lord's house? Jesus spoke to them in the house. Turned around to him and said, do you believe I can do this for you? Now that could be disrespectful. I've been following you. I've been screaming and crying and hollering and acting a fool. Oh, and you turn around and say, do I believe? Like, Jesus, what do you think I was doing all this time? Could have been disrespectful. They could have got offended. And if you get offended, that means to separate or to cut off. That's what offense means, to separate or to cut off. They could have got offended. And say, so, you know what? I ain't got no time for all that, man. I came all this way, and you're going to ask me if I believe. What you, you know what I mean, what you think I'm doing? You know who I am? You know, you know who I am. This is where pride says, you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Devon. You know, I ain't got time for all that. You know, you wasting my time over here talking about, do I believe? I ain't doing I got other things I could be doing. I ain't doing all that. I could be watching TV, Netflix. I got a lot of shows on Netflix I want to watch. I'm out here following you. This is how we don't say that, but that's how we respond. And so he turns around and says, do you believe? And they said, yes, we believe. I mean, imagine not only did they have to overcome discouragement and fatigue and frustration and fear and failure and, and, and maybe even the thought of forgetting the promises, but they said yes. Said yes. And then he said, okay. He said, uh, be it unto you according to your faith. Ooh, it's a powerful statement. One translation says, become like you believe. Become like you believe. So what do I believe? What was my desire? You remember in Mark 11, we quoted in the offering, but Mark 11 literally says there, uh, um, you know, have faith in God for very last thing of you who serve us. So say on this mountain, be not removed, be not cast in seed, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things. He says, shall come to pass, you shall whatsoever he saith. Therefore, what sort of things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have. But the key word in that whole verse is desire. What do you desire? And do you pursue that desire? So they, so they went to Jesus in the Lord's house. The Lord turns to them and says, become like you believe. And they received their sight. They believed that they would see. They received their sight and they left and they began to tell everyone 
about it. And so it begs me to ask this question. Why didn't Jesus heal them right away? Why didn't he heal them right away? Why why haven't you received your answer right away? Why haven't you received your healing right away? Why haven't you received the promotion you're believing for right away? Why aren't your kids receiving Jesus or your grandkids receiving Jesus right away? Why haven't your wife or your husband begin to act like they're supposed to act, like they know how to act right away? Why? Lord, what's taking so long? Why? Anything that happens instantly requires no patience. And it's in the process of pursuit is where you get foundation. It's in the process of pursuit of where you learn more about yourself that you didn't know. It's in the process of pursuit where you learn more about God that you didn't know. It's in the process of pursuit where those friends, they need to leave you because you're trying to go after something and you ain't got time for these reindeer games. I don't have time for that anymore. It's in my process of pursuit that God is showing me something because when you pursue, there are some things that he's cleaning out of you. It's like he's getting a shovel and he's digging down on the inside of you and getting that fear out of you. And he's digging down on the inside of you and getting that quitting spirit out of you. And he's digging down and out of you and getting that pride out of you. And he's digging down out of you and he's getting all of that anger and shame and animosity and guilt that's on the inside of you. And he's telling you, you can't rely on grandma this time. You're going to have to rely on me. You can't rely on that doctor. You're going to have to rely on me. You can't rely on your rich grandfather. You're going to have to rely on me. This is the pursuit. It's, it's, you get more wisdom in the pursuit. You get more fight in the pursuit. You get more fire in the pursuit. You get, you, 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 you get more energy in the pursuit. There are some things that you can't learn just from teaching. You're going to have to learn from pursuing it. There we go. Hey, woke him up back there. He's back. It's in the process of the pursuit is where you know what you got. It's, it's, it's how you develop gratitude. If everything happened instantly, you, you couldn't develop gratitude. Listen, if, you don't, if you've never been sick, you don't have a way of appreciating health if you've never been sick. I'm, I'm, preaching, I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. You, if you've never been broke, you can't appreciate prosperity if you've never been broke. It, he, he's trying to get on the inside of you some things, uh, some thankfulness on the inside of you. There, there was a, a particular time um, we, I was trying to get my kids to be thankful about some things. And there was a man that didn't have a hand. And I was like, you know, look, look, he don't have a hand. I said, look, imagine if he don't have a hand. And, and they look at me like, oh, that's just so sad he have a hand. He can't imagine that. 
He can't even imagine that because he has a hand. Right? Now, I don't want his hand to get chopped off so he can become thankful. I'm not saying that. But there are going to be some things that he will go through that's going to, watch this, teach him patience. Teach him thankfulness. Matter of fact, in 2 Peter 1, uh, Scripture says you're going to have to add to your faith. It's not just faith. We're going to have to add to our faith. I might do a series on that. you got to add to your faith these things. So it's in the process of the pursuit that you get the foundation. If I would have started a church and uh, 10,000 people showed up the first Sunday I preached, I, I would be probably out of the ministry, completely done, because that was more than what my character, what my stamina, my endurance could even handle. See, we want to get to the next level. Oh, Lord, take me to the next level, and I, I want to get to the next level. And if I can go on up to the next level, and I want to be on this elevator, and I want to go to the next level. And, and if you can beam me to that level without the foundation, well, you have to learn, like, if Pookie and Ray Ray lead the church, God's still going to take care of you. You got to learn that through the process. You got to learn that when you don't get that job, I learned some things by not getting that job. Matter of fact, there's some things I learned that I didn't even need that job because it would have been detrimental to me had I gotten a job. It's in the process of pursuit. So we're following Jesus. We're following Jesus. We're following Jesus. And so Larry, Larry, back to my story, Jeannie, thanks for reminding me. Larry told me, I don't, you don't look like, it don't look like you really want that job. He said, man, do you know this could double your income? Now, when he said double, my income had already been doubled once. When he said double again, I was like, woo, double? And he said, yes. I said, man, I went over there. And I went, and I went around, and I began to talk to the folks, and I let the managers know. Every time the manager's around, I put my head like, you see me? Yeah. I want you to remember this face when it's interview time. I go for the interview. I get in the interview. How? Oh, it's great. Yes, yes, yes. As soon as we get done, oh, you don't get the job. You didn't get the job. Could have got discouraged. I, I was sad that I didn't get it. Could have, could have quit. Well, my goodness, I'm wasting all this time. I thought I was pursuing God. I didn't even get the job. Man, I thought doing all these things, I'm eating right. I, I'm trying to do those things right. And the scale still says I weigh the same thing. I'm just, I'm so frustrated. I'm trying to do everything right. But, you know, my friends, they still don't see a difference in my life. Somebody say, keep plowing. Keep, keep pursuing. Keep going. Keep following. And so I said, okay, I didn't get it. I said, okay. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep going to that department. Get off work. I will go over there for about 45 minutes after. Maybe before work. I would go over there and just see what they're doing. I just kept doing it. That they hired some, a new batch of folks. I didn't care. I kept pursuing it because you know what? I believe that's where I'm supposed to be. And, and I believe I can do that job. And I think that's my next step. And, and, and I'm just going to pursue Jesus. And Jesus is leading me to continue to pursue. So I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. Six months I kept going. Six months later, they got a job opens up again. We need to hire two people. 
Y'all didn't sell. Y'all saw me over here now. I was trying to learn this. I go into the interview. They asking me, and the second time the interview, they were asking me questions. I didn't even know what they was asking. I had to say, uh, can you rephrase the question? Uh, footnote here, if you're in the interview and you don't know what's asking, don't act like you're so smart. Just ask them to rephrase the question. Listen, I don't understand that question. Can you ask it a different way? Go in there. So this, this, what, this, you know, this is what y'all do. Well, uh, tell me, uh, what would you do this was, uh, with there was a correction in the market? How would you tell your customers how to handle the correction in the market? You don't even know the correction in. Well, first I would tell them to sell. Sell, sell, sell. That's the wrong answer. You got to ask them. And that time I said, listen, I don't understand correction in the market. Can you explain that to me? They explained to me, oh, this is what I would tell my client. And they told me later on, one of the reasons you got the job was because you were able to ask questions that you didn't understand. Pursue. I got the job, praise the Lord. Got the job. Hallelujah. And, and, be, and you know the rest of the story. A couple of years later, I was the number one rep in, in, in all of that company. And, and God is good, praise the Lord. It's in the process of pursuit. I had to not get the job the first time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I had to be declined for it the first time so that I could learn some things about God and myself that I didn't know. These blind men pursued. They pursued him. And they could have quit. They could have stopped. They could have gave up. But they kept pursuing. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.